You're listening to episode 260 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without just giving us money. And don't forget, Zorkfest 2018 is Friday through Sunday, May 25th through the 27th at Treasure Island just before the start of 360 Vegas Vacation 6. Learn to make the most of loyalty programs so you can get better comps while simultaneously being entertained. Register to attend Zorkfest 2018 at zorkfest.com and use the promo code ZORK360 to receive $10 off the price of admission. 360 Vegas Vacation 6 details are available there as well or at 360vegaspodcast.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? I want to gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I don't know what I'm going to start with. I don't know. I'm sitting here looking at you like, because I normally can't jump right in because you're like, I had something. So, so... This, all right, this, this is why I, I went through a moment of just stop and, and didn't know where to go. So I know I have to get right out of the way that his name is John Unwin. It's not Steve Unwin. <laughs> I fucked that up the last time we did a show, and clearly I we were stuck on Steve Unwin. You Wayne had Steve Unwin on the brain. I knew that was his name. I knew it all well, along. And I even pointed I just, out, I'm like, really? His name is Steve Unwin. Yeah. Just, just didn't, just didn't click, and it, and it took <laughs> absolutely no time for our listeners to jump on it. <laughs> They're like, uh, no, yeah. <laughs> you were a little wrong on that one. But the, the thing that conflicted me from from making a definitive statement in any direction was, as I was setting up for the show today, like I, the office that you know I've got is is heavily Vegas. That's an understatement. But I mean, but I mean, it's not like it, there's there's Vegas art, you know. I mean, it, it's it's recreations of, of. You've painted the walls like almost a desert orange color, and then all kinds of pictures, memorabilia, right. paintings. But that's that wasn't what what clicked for me. What it was is I have um, like when we first started going, I had this real obsession with uh, collecting. Uh, like I wanted to collect. All the all the different cards from all the properties and shot glasses and pens and dice and yeah. fucking everything I could think of. I wanted. I, it I must wanted. be all or nothing with you. You you can't just get. I'm a collector. A set of dice. I'm, you must have all the dice. I, I'm I'm a collector, and from all all the work that I've been doing with the vintage stuff and this new project that I'm working on and and I mean that's that's even another level of research that I've done with Vegas and really kind of digging into it more than than. I had ever anticipated that I would dig into 
there are many facets of, of Vegas that I'm now analyzing. I'm, I'm looking at maps now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm looking at landscapes and geography and, and shit like that. So it reminded me of the first trip. One of the displays we've got is all the cards that we had got. And I remember that trip going around to, to each because it wasn't just that I had to get cards from each one of these places. I had to get the cards at the place that I got. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. You got over that eventually. So, <laughs> so it, it reminded me of that infatuation that I had with it in the beginning. And now it has, years later, grown into a, a very different feeling. I mean, it's, it, it, it's a genuine feeling of, of love. I, I love the city of Las Vegas, not just the casinos and all that. It's, 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 it's history. It's, it's right. landscape. It's geography. It, it's, it's things that, that I, I could have never imagined that I would have found interesting over, to what, 2004, I think was the first time we went. So, I mean, almost 15 years ago. Has it been that long? 2004 was the first time we went. Was it really? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> it, 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 it is right. <laughs> The latest that could possibly be is 2006. And I know I can disprove it in seconds. I just... Okay. I, I mean, that sounds better to me. It's just 15 years. It doesn't... I honestly don't think we've been going for 15 years because we went and then there was a gap and then it became well, a hold on. Well, hold on. Because I've been doing the show since 2011. Right. So I don't think that so I... So five years before... Five years before then I would get maybe seven years before then the first year. It just seems... Anyway, I'm sure he'll you'll point find it or look it up at some point and tell me that I'm wrong. And I was right. That's fine. It just that seems like so long ago. <laughs> Is it just that we're getting old and that seems like so long ago? But it, it 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 was an interesting flashback to to a time that you know I remember when you and I first met and, and just kind of that infatuation of chasing each other around and then you know over time you have a, a different appreciation for for one another and you said chasing each other around and i pictured the, the twins running around after <laughs> the house. like not quite that but yeah no that's what got me stuck that happened moments ago i was so you were in a memory you were in a memory space and a contemplative space yeah. and so when you're like oh i'm ready to record i'm like well, okay I look, and i i, I read I through look, the long well, no i look down and i'm like i know i need to address this do do i address it first or do i I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> so, A, you realize you were wrong, and B, you're in a very nostalgic mood. Sure. <laughs> you can categorize it however you want. I knew I had I knew I had some I had something to take care of, and I knew I was still kind of basking in the glow of You had this uh, warm fuzzy feeling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. He's Mark, I'm Karen, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. In 1964, the Thunderbird introduced the new electronic slot machine, the first slot machine that didn't require you to pull on a lever to initiate the game. And again, it comes back to the Thunderbird. Wait, well, I feel be, like that's been a theme recently. Well, yeah, because we just released the Thunderbird. I know. It was a joke. You got to work on your jokes. It's like you have a one-track mind. I don't have a one-track mind. It's fun. I like to tease what, what's coming up and then... Oh, look, now it's Thunderbird. And then I'm like, yeah, well, here's another thing that didn't make the show. But, you know, I, I thought it was an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm just tying in there. I think, see, I think that I don't often think that I'm clever. I think the times that I think that I'm clever, you're like, oh, look at you think you're clever. That was, the like, first oh. thing I, I saw when I thought it was like Thunderbird, really, we're doing another Thunderbird thing. Just, But I was like, he's tying that in because he just released it. It's so. like I've never spoken of the Thunderbird, like, 
ever. It seems like maybe it's just because I knew you were releasing it. I feel like you've been talking about it for a while. So in my mind, I'm like, the Thunderbird again? I don't know. I, that was that was my first thought. Does it have to make sense to you? It's what made the that's, same way that you fair. have that warm and fuzzy nostalgic. That's, that's oh, fair. I love this. I was like, really again? I, I can't argue with that. You're right. I don't have to understand. Don't judge it. me. Don't you judge me. <laughs> well, that I can't. That that'll happen. I know. It's always gonna happen. All right. So let's talk about the twit pick of the week. Photography is a medium that has allowed mankind to capture the evolution of time, unlike any form of documentation in history. Writing is a medium that has a biased slant to it, no matter how hard the author tries to remove any personal feelings on the matter. Painting and sculpture are, by definition, an artist's interpretation of the subject matter. But photography simply captures a moment in time and preserves it, allowing each observer to develop their own opinion. This observer's opinion of this week's winner, brought to you by Tony Ilya, is Las Vegas is the greatest city in the recorded history of mankind. Every major city evolves over time, but none as radically as the Las Vegas Strip. Look at this fucking picture. I don't even know this place. Normally you can at least see a shadow of the modern cityscape in a photo from its past, but this version of North Strip is unrecognizable. It's almost easier to convince someone that this is a completely different place than you can that this is the Las Vegas Strip from the 70s and 80s. But it is. And thanks to photography, we have proof. It's a cool picture. I, I, it's, it seems so crowded and so many signs that aren't there anymore. I don't know. It's, just, it's a cool pic. Well, I think it's, it's, it seems crowded because there are, like today, just, it's just property after property after property. Whereas back then, there was gas stations and there were a lot of like there are still some other of them that had neon yeah and the, what, there cars. are still other there, there's some of them you know, like the little uh, shopping plazas and stuff like that but there aren't that many of them and, and to your point yeah they aren't they don't they don't really have a ton of street signage that compete with the other signage around there like if they have signage it's lost in in the the, the Vegas signage you just happen to oh oh wow that is there right and this, yeah, you're very much like, oh, look, Vegas property, and then all that stuff. And I also think there's a lot more wires and stuff. I think they've, I think they've buried a lot of uh, cabling and, and wires and electric. You know, the, stuff. the one thing about this picture, it, it jumps out to me, and maybe it's because I have a geographic block in my head, is the Sahara sign mm-hmm. that's in it. Yeah. Because I'm like, Sahara is not on. Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> right. So why is that sign there? It, it, it is on Las Vegas Boulevard. Is it Boulevard. really? Yes. It just doesn't feel like it is. Well, it's so what? far north. But, I mean, it just... But if I look at this, it, it all seems like it's boom, boom, boom. And, and maybe everything else in between there had already closed. Sahara feels like it's off in this weird... I keep calling it that, but it's not... But it always felt like it was kind of off in this weird space all by itself. Yeah, and it, I know it's the end of the monorail stop, and yeah. I guess when I... The times that I've taken the monorail and gone outside, there's nothing around it. Yeah, it's been it's been on its own for for quite some time. I mean, the the original Rancho was what was across the street from it, and then after that, the most southern thing. Fuck, I can't even remember what the what the the closest southern thing to it might have been. Thunderbird, to be honest with you. I don't know. That's just that was the one thing when I looked at that. I'm like, Sahara is not right there, and I think maybe I just have a, again a geographic block when it comes to Sahara. I, I just I'm looking at going. That sign should not be there. That yeah. sign is not in the right spot. It's advertised. It's a trick. 
You see it there, and it's not actually there. <laughs> As always, we will link to the photo on our blog, feature it on all our social media outlets, Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing right now. Let's move into the news. So first up, 360 Vegas Vacation RSVPs. As a reminder, you'll be able to RSVP your place at 360 Vegas Vacation 6, as well as the events with limited space available starting Monday, March 12th. Those with limited space include the 360 Vegas Vacation 6 limo to Fremont Street experience, dinners at Nacho Daddy, that'll be on Sunday, tender steak at Luxor, that'll be on Monday, and Echo in Vegas at MGM, that'll be on Tuesday. Yummy. It's free to RSVP to any event except the limo to Fremont Street, which will cost you $12 plus whatever processing fees event bright charges you. Other RSVP opportunities like attendance or 360 Vegas indulgence are requested for logistical reasons. Patreon subscribers will have early access to RSVP starting Saturday the 10th. To clarify, the majority of the events at 360 Vegas Vacation do not require an RSVP and are open to everybody. Check out 360VegasPodcast.com and click on the 360 Vegas Vacation tab to see everything that we have planned and when to expect us at said location. Also, keep an eye on social media just in case <laughs> there are last-minute venue yeah. changes. I mean, the, the real thing about RSVPs, other than... The dinner reservations in the limo are the, are the critical ones. If you want to do those, you have to RSVP, and there's a limited number of items. Right, and, and that's really the only reason. If we could get everybody in there, we would. But we realized at one point, two super stretch limos. I mean, at that point, it's already, what, what is that, 70 people, 60 people or something? Yeah, we were probably 60, 65 people Yeah, it, it, gets, it gets redundant. Like, Jesus, what are we going to have? Alistair on one fucking bus, Tony on another we'll one? We'll have four. Yeah. So Alistair on one, me on yeah, one, Tony on like, one, and you on I, one. I think, I think <laughs> we might be watering down the experience at some point. And then the dining, as we've talked before, I can't fucking stand working with properties. So no. so, so we have we found a little way to cheat the system. Right. Um, so, so we'll... We can get so many spaces without having to work with them and, you know, without having them try to fucking rape me for driving business to them. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's that's the real and, reason And everything for else for RSVPs is just for us to get an idea in a ballpark because if we're thinking of a certain venue and we've got so many people that's not going to fit there, that's where we might have to make some adjustments. But that's kind of why we just wanted a ballpark idea. So obviously, like Mark said, you don't have to RSVP. Yeah. But it's it would help us out in the planning standpoint. So it's just cool to know who's coming too. Well, that too. Then we get super excited. We're like, holy shit! Did you see the number of people coming? <laughs> All right, we have more info on 360 Vegas vacation shirts. Now available in our merch store, Zazzle.com/360Vegas. We are calling the 360 Vegas Vacation Six shirt. The legend continues. <laughs> It is available in literally over 100 colors and styles, both male and female versions. One of the perks of being a Patreon subscriber is that you get to help influence things that we do. And in this case, we asked you what you would like the slogan on the back of the shirt to be. Previous shirts featured a modified version of the warning that we used to use at the front of the show. 360 Vegas Vacation 5 had, I'd learned from my mistakes if I could only remember what they were. And this time... We ask you to pick between four options, and the winner is reverse turnstiling, established 2011. 
For those of you who don't know. <laughs> was that 20? I thought that was last year. It was. It, oh, it was last year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so that isn't 2011. I mixed it up. 2017. In my notes, I mixed it up. On the shirt, it's right. <laughs> I was going to say, please tell me you didn't put that on there for 2011. And people, those would be collector's items. Because you pull it down. So if they already ordered it, then you pull it down and put the correct one. Those would have been super cool. <laughs> Somebody would have to be, uh, uh, like, zazzle sniping because it literally just went on sale today. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that was just my typo in here. Yeah, it's 2017. So the, those of you unaware, that's an inside joke referring to the header listener Mitchell took at Vegas Vacation 5 when attempting to side hurdle a turnstile and in debonair fashion. Kind of like, like jumping over the hood of a car, except he didn't make it at all. <laughs> Well, and, and he was also with Phil and Alistair, who were tall enough that they could just step over it. And he thought, right. yeah, sure, I can do that. Let me just jump. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> and so next up, we're going to talk about Wynn's rape face. Remember those faceless accusations we were talking about being levied against Steve Wynn for sexual misconduct? Well, that's no longer a thing. A former massage therapist has filed a civil lawsuit against Steve Wynn, claiming he used, quote, his immense power to coerce her to perform sexual favors, unquote, on multiple occasions starting in 2011. His immense power. I can't. Immense power. I don't know why. You have immense power. I, I don't know. I, to me, I was like, is that, is that, is that, are, I you, e are you referring to his dick? Is no, that, money. No, I know. I, I know. I know what it means, but I hear his immense power and the guy in me is like, no, I've got immense power. Despite making clear she did not want to perform such acts, the alleged victim claims Wynn took advantage of the knowledge that she needed to keep her job to support her family to leverage sexual favors. After eventually submitting to repeated requests, the masseuse says each time she received $1,000 and a request to never tell what transpired. Every guy in recorded history who has ever had a rub and tub simultaneously shuddered. Sounds like somebody needs to repay several thousands of dollars. Well, <laughs> that depends on if it's considered a legal contractual agreement every time. Well, but so here's it's, it's, saying, it's a good faith agreement. You got $1,000 to jerk somebody off. Yeah. That, that's my only question is what are the repeated sexual favors? If it was jerking him off, it's gross. But for $1,000 to do that? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm serious. I, I get it, especially if you have a family to support and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah. it, it's a shitty situation. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make light of it. I, I find it yeah. funny. A thousand dollars to jerk him off, not give him a blowjob, not to actually sleep with him. I wonder and if this it is, is worse. And this is just a masseuse. Yeah. Well, and so that's the thing. There's, there would be a huge difference if it was, you know, forcing her to do a blowjob. That's one thing. But if to your comment that it was a rub and tug, well, no, I just, she's a masseuse. I just, I just made that as a joke because I know, you know, I know, but that's what I'm thinking. So if she's a masseuse, that's typically where it would go, right? Is you'd get a happy ending. That's what you hear, yeah. So a thousand dollars for that, uh, easy. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's right, but I'm, that seems like an easy choice. Now, when actual sex, whether it's oral or or regular, yeah, vaginal, anal, pick, take your pick. Then it becomes a completely different thing. See, here's the thing that I think is interesting is that the article goes on to say that starting in 2011, he started to schedule regular massages with her. And I would think as a, as a, as a professional, and maybe this is the thing that I can't wrap my head around, and you've even said you have a hard time wrapping your head around because the idea of any, any guy kind of 
forcing himself on you, like in an intimidating way, like trying to leverage his power. Like it yeah. just doesn't. I'm, I'm like, yeah, seriously, it's just not going to work. So I mean, I understand that that's difficult for either of us to to wrap our head around. Right. But that aside, um, a masseuse is a semi like subcontractor. I mean, I know they work within a place, so they kind of get scheduled. Like I understand, like. Like if this thing is so, bad, and I'm not, tr- I'm not trying. To, I mean, I'm trying to make light of it as a joke, but I- I'm trying to semi-seriously understand this. Like, why wouldn't you just not book him anymore? Like, yeah, I don't have, I don't have room for him. No. Well, at a thousand, a thousand bucks a shot. Yeah. <laughs> at a thousand bucks a shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and and, and if, if she didn't tell whatever service, whether you know she's one of the mobile masseuse or whatever, but or he went to actually see her. If she didn't say anything to say, I don't want to book with this guy anymore, they're never, they're not going to know. Right, but I would think that, but I mean, you have to think that he's specifically requesting her. Oh, yeah, he would have had to. So uh, you would think that, I I, I don't know, maybe maybe it is, I mean, it is fucking Steve Wynn. Maybe you can't say like, oh, you're so lucky that Steve Wynn is coming to you all the time. Like, yeah, I don't book that fucking guy for me anymore. Right, and that, and again, when you have, if you're in need of money to support your family, and you know every time you see him, not only you're going to get your fee because it's work, but you're going to get a thousand dollars under the table, wink, wink, that you don't, you know, you can use to support. It would be tough to do. Yeah. Again, I have an issue now that. No, no I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it, it's it's. It was suspicious. a good faith contract that she clearly has violated. Well, no. So you said it was a request, not a condition. Well, I don't understand. So no, so that. it said um, she received a thousand dollars and a request to never tell what transpired. So if it was a request and not a condition of her receiving the thousand dollars, then she could do whatever she wanted. Uh, He's lucky that she held up uh, and and you know acquiesced to his request. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that was my phrasing or my understanding of it. Maybe, maybe there was a very specific. Nice. Maybe there was a very specific. Uh, like uh, a talking point to your yeah I, I didn't think about that. that's a yeah. great point no I mean I don't know and I, right. I say it is, that the, it is the subtleties of things like that when yeah. it comes to legal contracts well and like you said you know well it sounds like somebody needs to give a couple thousand dollars back maybe not it depends yeah yeah you're right was it a condition or a request right it's kind of, it's kind of like when somebody says so we're in agreement right and you go like, like you don't. Are you, they, they can't see you nodding your yeah, head on the podcast. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't work. That, <laughs> that, that's a, it, it, it's not. It, it's it's when someone kind of gives the insinuation that they you, don't say no and they don't say yes. Right, exactly. But the the person is so willing to believe that you you're going along with them that your non-response is an agreement. Basically, you not saying no. Is you saying yes? Oh, you mean the trick that I use on my new boss on a regular basis right now? Right. (laughs) That I just don't specifically disagree or agree. I'm like, okay. Right. I hear (laughs) you. Right. I hear what you're saying. Absolutely. Totally. No, don't even do that. No, because that's yes. You don't do that. You say, I hear (laughs) you. Understand what you're saying. Right. Nothing in the positive affirmative. Not saying that you aren't a complete (laughs) fucking idiot. But other than that, no, I I, I got it. Right, <laughs> you're constantly flipping through the the source to make sure none of the words you're going to use are in the affirmative or or directly negative because that wouldn't work. Right. Um, Ambiguous. Yes, that's exactly it. We we need to move on before I say too much more. Let's talk about the Palms renovation plans. Despite affecting fourth quarter revenues, or perhaps since it affected fourth quarter revenues, Station Casinos announced that they are accelerating renovation plans at Palms. 
Those plans include expanding the casino floor to add 300 new slots, 16 table games, and a dim sum restaurant. Integrating the Palms Place condo towers and its parking garage into the rest of the property, as well as updating the marquee signage, are all part of the plans. Total costs for the renovations are projected at $620 million. The first phase of improvements will come online in the second quarter of this year. The overall project is expected to be completed by the end of 2019. I will say, I hope it wasn't just a picture of the renovation to the sign in progress. Okay. Because the way they have it now is that that palm, basically what you would think of the palm sign, that that big feather palm thing that goes over, that's all staying there. Okay. It's just the big center digital. It's kind of like what MGM did. Remember when MGM took so out some of their no, static signs? Yeah, it looks like they're basically replacing the center sign that yeah, was just like the big letters, yeah. and they're going to put digital, but they're still going to keep the big plane. Right, that goes which I think top. would be cool. I, I, yeah. I would like that, yeah. You would, well, Mark, if, hello, Palms, Mark would like that. Right. <laughs> you want to get on the good side of a goddamn historian of Vegas. <laughs> oh, the ego. I think I could probably get certified for that at this point. Well, yeah, no, I'm saying that the fact that they, and I, I mean this completely respectfully, please understand, but you're one person compared to how much money are they spending on replacing the sign. I think they've probably already figured it out. And oh, no, opinion no. isn't necessarily going to. Oh, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't valuing my opinion. I, I was valuing me referring okay. to myself as a historian. Well, yeah, no, that, that, that I completely agree hey, with. They, they could be like, fine, he's a historian. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that's all I cared about. Okay. <laughs> Just right. refer to then, me as a historian. Then we're, then we're in agreement. <laughs> all right, next up, let's talk about Giada's wine bar at Pronto. Yeah, I thought you'd like this. And there's there's more that you're going to like about it. Giada's new quick-service dining option Pronto at Caesars Palace also has a wine bar. The bar features 40 wines from California and Italy by the glass, by the bottle, or in flights. A flight of three three 3-ounce pours starts at $22 and goes up to $120. In addition to wine, the bar features 16 craft beers and signature cocktails, some of which are already featured at Giada's Cromwell Restaurant. Speaking of things already available at her Cromwell restaurant, the bar at Pronto has its own menu made up of other Cromwell favorites, including goat cheese stuffed peppers, bacon wrapped dates, cheese board, and a meat board. Eater Vegas reports that the wine bar at Pronto is located in the middle of the restaurant. So I love the fact that she's taken some of the her best antipasties from Cromwell yeah. and put them in there. I think that's awesome. The wine, three, three-ounce pours starting at 22. It seems expensive, but again, it's Vegas, so yeah. it's going to be. But i um, super excited because, I mean, if I can go up to the bar and get, like, snacks and, you know, a wine flight, I'd be, like, super happy. I might actually go into Caesars for that. <laughs> or, you could, or you can just go over to Cromwell. Actually, no, I guess no, you can't, no room. I don't yeah. think, well... They do have the bar, but I don't... Oh, no, you can't order appetizers there. Yeah, or you could just do it at Cromwell. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Which you, we're hanging out at Cromwell anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, so that just makes sense. <laughs> All right, so we have more details on the sphere. This week, the RJ reports that the Las Vegas Sands received approval to build the MSG sphere without also building the required 14,000 parking spaces, a venue of its size is traditionally required to build to accommodate capacity. The exception was granted because the commission is allowing the existing 12,000 spaces, 12,000 plus spaces, already available at the Venetian and Palazzo to count towards the parking space requirement. 
It was also clarified that the venue would have 304 additional on-site parking spaces. Plans to work with the Las Vegas monorail to build a stop near the venue were also revealed. If that does happen, and the monorail does build an extension down to Mandalay Bay as it said it would do last year, then not only will the monorail connect the three largest convention centers together, it will also serve as a transit option to those attending events at the MSG venue. MSG. Wow, that sounds so bad. The Sphere. The M- Sphere venue. MSG. So bad. That's what you get in Chinese for. I know, right? That's, that's what I mean. It's just terrible. I can't believe they didn't think of that when they shortened that. The FAA still needs to, this is actually clever. The FAA still needs to sign off on the structure due to its size and proximity to McCarran Airport, but they are expected to. However, it may be a few months before that review begins. To avoid delay on construction, plans were submitted for a smaller structure, only 220 feet, that wouldn't require FAA approval. That being said, the company intends to submit revised plans for the 360-foot version once the FAA has completed its review. In Bells and Whistles news, it was confirmed that the exterior lighting of the venue will be fully programmable. That's clever to me that you say, okay, so just so we all know, we want it to be 360. You guys say you're going to prove more than likely you're going to prove, okay. Okay, we don't want to wait for you to do that. Yeah. So here's a smaller That's a huge version. risk. I know, because, right, what if the FAA is like, ah, no. We're like, oh, Which fuck. they won't when you look at the location. It, it's going to be, it's still going to be shorter than yeah, a lot of the buildings around it. And not to mention, Palazzo is fucking taller. Right, than, that's what Way I mean. taller. All of, the buildings around it are way taller than this is going to be. But it still seems like a huge risk and honestly expensive to draw a second set of plans that has the exact same... Because basically what they need is the footprint. They yeah. need to be able to start construction on yep. the ground yep. level. Right, exactly. So they, they create something that's like, okay, so how big can we make it or how tall can we make it? 220 feet? Okay, so let's just basically chop this sucker off at the top. And you still have to submit structurally sound plans. Right. You can't just half-ass it and say, it's going to look like this. Well, everything that they build in it is not only going to have to have the infrastructure to to help, to support a 220-foot building, it's going to have to have the infrastructure to support a 360-foot building. Right. So you just wonder if somebody's looking at this and going, well, you really don't need that strong of a support structure beam whatever to, to support this. Why are you doing that? Oh, don't worry about it. We want to be extra safe. Right. <laughs> in case that, you know, that uh, uh, earthquake that they talked about in Oceans 13 actually right. happens, we want to make sure it's sound. No, sir. What you don't want is... I, I, I don't remember it. <laughs> I know, but I remember that line. Right. <laughs> I don't want that a crew of hippies in my... Was it? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. If you really want to make yourself useful, why don't you go down to the center? I don't gamble, sir. Not with people's lives. Neither should you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for the news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you that are unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, the Westin, located off-strip on Flamingo Road, just east of the Cromwell, has completed its renovation into a casino-less property. Renovating the space it formerly occupied into a new restaurant called Jake and Eli, as well as expanding the meeting room capacity by 20%. The property is probably most famous for being the site of rapper Tupac Shakur's 1996 murder, back when it was the Maxim Hotel. Wait, was that Maxim like the magazine? I mean, it was spelled the same. I don't think it was the same thing. Okay. I mean, I, w- I would have to... I, I've never bothered to research it. Right. Who cares? But that is it. I mean, it is interesting. In 
This would have been nice to have at 360 Vegas Vacation 4 News. Revive IV Wellness Spa is coming to the second level of the Cosmopolitan this spring in 2018. This will be Revive's third location on the Strip and now have a convenient presence north, center, and south Strip. Revive's other two locations are in Palazzo and MGM Grand. I'm, I'm just not going to comment on that. Oh, you don't even know. You don't even know. It is so great. This is from a person who gives himself fucking allergy shots all the time. I can't. That's not the same as an IV. I, and I've donated blood. I do that because it's the right thing yeah, to see, do. I, I hate it. Yeah. I, I, I don't want that oh, to this voluntarily is so much... oh, go so, in and so have an IV stuck though. in your arm. It's yeah, just no. so, it, I see. I don't feel I'm volunteering. I feel like I'm volunteering to put myself into the situation where I have no choice but to go have an IV to save myself from myself. Yeah. Well, I, I hope to not put myself in that type of situation where I'd have to save <laughs> oh, myself so from myself. So amazing. Executive chef John Church is leaving Areola at Mandalay Bay to become the head of culinary development for Golden Entertainment, the company that just brought Stratosphere. While the gaming company owns several local casinos, plans are to completely revamp the dining options at Stratosphere, starting with the top of the world revolving restaurant. Church has spent time working at other Vegas fine dining options, including Andre's, Ali's, RM Seafood, and the Eiffel Tower restaurant. That name doesn't mean anything to you? No. There's, um, there's a lot of times that I, I throw names in there and I'm going, I don't know, maybe she'll know it. <laughs> well, and I mean, I know the name of the restaurants that he's worked at. Yeah, well, yeah, I knew that. And even, I guess, maybe the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I have a kitty in, in, that is inserting herself in the middle of technology. So. <laughs> Um, you know the 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 list of restaurants that he's worked at is very impressive. Yeah. You know, I kind of look at, and it's been so long since we went to the Eiffel Tower. I can't remember if I really liked it or if I just thought, yeah, you're paying for the view. But I could see. I remember that great creme brulee. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I, I guess I could see that. And we've never eaten at Top of the World. Did we have drinks up there? I think. I don't know. It's been so long. If we did, it was super early on when we first started going to Vegas. And I guess I just think with Stratosphere, I don't know that revamping the dining options is going to help you much. Oh, no. And I, I feel I feel bad. I, I feel Stratosphere should embrace. I mean, I, it's still top of the world. Top of the world, I, I like the stuff at the top. Yeah, okay. Well, and, and that doesn't yeah. mean that it, it has to have shitty dining options. It just can't, I don't think, have high-end dining options. Like, I don't think if they had it, it, it would draw people to it. I mean, unless unless you've never been a fan of SLS and you'll fucking head down there to What's-His-Face's fucking oh food all my the time. God, so, yes, I will. I mean, unless, unless Stratosphere's like, oh, we're fucking doing that shit. We're doing something like that. But I don't think if this guy is going to be the head of dining, I don't think that's what he's going to do. He's no. not going to create a no, dining concept. Right. So I don't necessarily... They're going to pay him a job to improve the dining options. It doesn't necessarily make them all high-end. Yeah. Steak and Shake will officially open up at Hooters Hotel and Casino Friday, March 16th, in the space formerly home to Mad Onion Fine Food and Spirits. The space they will occupy can accommodate up to 200 and is almost double the size of their standard restaurants. It's so weird when you hear, like, another restaurant, uh, a restaurant not Hooters will be in Hooters. That actually is the weirdest part of that whole story. Yeah. So Hooters will have a steak and shake in it. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> At least it wasn't another wing place. I don't know. I know, right? PW3s will be in Hooters. Like, what? Yeah. 
It was announced this Buffalo week. Wild Wings. I always forget we're the only fucking one that know it. As B- yeah, B-dubs. Sorry. Yeah, we... Side, side note, anybody who's like, where the fuck is that? Karen and I lived in Columbus, Ohio for a good decade, and that's where BW, th- where Buffalo Wild Wings started. And it started as Buffalo Wild Wings and, and Weck. And everyone knew it as BW3. Right. And as a matter of fact, if you do, if you Google BW3 or BW3.com, it takes you to Buffalo Wild Wings still. Because right. that's what it was. Yeah. They dropped the Weck, so the Weck is a kind of bun. That, you know, yeah. It, it was on. always dumb, but we were like, whatever, BW3. Well, that's why you went to BW3s, because you're like, okay, that's just too much. Yeah. Or B-dubs. B-dubs. <laughs> It was announced this week that the Access Theater at Planet Hollywood has now been rebranded the Zappos Theater. The downtown headquartered online retailer purchased the naming rights to the 7,000-seat venue in a multi-year deal. Specifics were not shared. A cook at Bellagio was arrested on one count of embezzlement for allegedly attempting to steal 25 lobster tails valued at $75 apiece by stuffing them into his backpack. How do you allegedly do that, right? Because... Either, well, he, either, hasn't been, he hasn't been convicted yet. I know, I know, I know. But either you have 25 lobster tails in a backpack or you don't. Well, and they... <laughs> I mean, I guess it's he alleged that say, he I don't, did it. I don't know yeah. how they got there. But, I mean, how the fuck are you not... Like, why is my backpack so heavy? Like, going, oh, well, I used to have, you know, newspapers in here. Someone took all the newspapers out and they put these shellfish in here. I don't know how they got like, there. Like, well, why did... Why did uh, didn't didn't the smell tip you off? Like no, because I always. Oh, but they're so fresh, they don't can smell. <laughs> oh, that fair enough. There you go. You know. While still not making the establishment any more appealing to patronize, credit should be paid to Senior Frogs at Treasure Island. Vital Vegas reports that they have discontinued its CNF charge. Is that a San Sebastian Party CNF? <laughs> Read the fuck story. Oh, there you go. For those of you unaware like myself, a CNF charge is when the restaurant charges you for dining at their establishment, an extra charge not connected to taxes or the actual cost of the food you purchased. It's also known as a convenient charge or a franchise fee. For more information on places in Vegas to avoid because they charge such stupid-ass fees, we'll have a link on the blog to an article Vital Vegas did listing those who should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, I fucking hate them. Drives me crazy because we still have, like, Christina and Phil and them have gone to that Budweiser Park. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, you might as well charge you for, for you might as in. well be encouraging Hitler to, to kill the Jews is what you should be doing. That that's basically what you're doing here. Like, no, 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 I'm gonna keep encouraging you to do this shit by patronizing your place. Yes, yes, I just compared CNF fees to genocide. Oh my god, <laughs> kind of a leap. That well, it's, yeah, ish. But but just from the standpoint of somebody is charging you to sit down and pay them to eat at your place. They're they're padding their profit margins. It's just yeah. Pawn Plaza has a new pizza place called Good Pie. Brought to you by the guy formerly known for Evil Pie in Fremont East. Pawn Plaza originally opened with Inagata de Pizza, a concept from the people that brought you secret pizza at Cosmopolitan. However, that closed in 2016. I don't understand how that doesn't work. Unless they were like, you know what we're going to do? I know we've got secret pizza and it's really good. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's come up with another concept where we're like, everything we know that works, don't do that. Let's try the other stuff. I, well, when they say it's a concept a concept brought to you by the same people that did, doesn't mean it's the same concept. It's not like it's secret pizza, but they just gave it another catchy name, which I think the name is funny. I like it. I, well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, and we never made it there. I just, I don't know, this whole Palm Plaza 
tried to be something that the amount of shit that's gone in out of there is well, it's, it's fine and it's it's it takes time it takes time okay I, I also I've said this like Pawn Plaza is now gone or not uh, Pawn Stars is now gone yeah it's done it like five years ago has now become so obviously staged yeah I mean I know it was always staged but it's become so obviously like 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 the rhythm and the cadences are like all the same now and you're like I, I, I can't I can't tolerate this anymore I, I don't I don't want anything to do with it but you know, good on them Apparently not. They can't get it to work. <laughs> Frontdesktip.com is reporting that the El Cortez is renovating 73 of its tower rooms with plans to have them online late this summer. The motif is said to be modern vintage and will not only be represented in the rooms, but the hallways will feature monochromatic graphic art featuring the vintage downtown Vegas skyline. That sharp. sounds cool. Yeah. Oh, it is. It, it reminds me of... The same kind of stuff that you see in Lynx hallways and in the D's hallways, just monochromatic and a little more old school. Like the D really likes to focus on the on the up close neon part of it. Right. And uh, this is this is more of the skyline. It's it's sharp. It's sharp. I really like it. I've never stayed there. I'm now interested in staying there just to see that. <laughs> well, and I've always heard good things about their rooms too, oh, yeah. right? Oh, El Cortez has a really, it's got a quality reputation. So that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Coming attractions is the part of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Gin Blossoms are performing at the Golden Nugget on Friday, April 6th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $32. Smashing Pumpkins are performing at the T-Mobile Arena in the park at New York, New York, Sunday, September 2nd. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $36. Paul Simon is performing at the MGM Grand on Sunday, May 27th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 60 bucks. Okay, so that seems cheap to me. Paul Simon? Yeah. And, and I don't mean... I, I mean it from the standpoint that he's Paul Simon. Nobody that I have any interest in going to see, but he's got such a cult following yeah. between Simon and Garfunkel when he was on his own that starting at 60 bucks seems cheap. But maybe yeah. that's literally just like the top layer of <laughs> seats like way up in the nosebleeds and everything else is, I don't know. Yeah, there's like eight of them. Right. <laughs> and the only thing that annoys me about that is, is people made a real big deal about... Oh, Paul Simon said he's retiring. I'm like, oh, is this the first, second, third, fourth, fifth one yet? No, for this? him that'll be the first. But I think when I they, think it is when his they first, announce, but yeah. But the point is, well, they announced they're going to retire after I complete a uh, three trips around the world tour. Right, and it's like and it, make a gazillion like, more has dollars. Has any artist in the history of performing artists ever said I'm retiring, and they stay retired after the first time? I don't think it's ever happened ever. Oh, so there's one. Who was it that just announced they weren't, they were no longer going to perform live because they had Parkinson's? Like, literally just happened. Yeah, that's a little bit different. <laughs> right. I mean, now when you're like, yeah, he ain't going to be. Yeah. I, I want to say it was Bob Dylan. When I always think it's Which he, might explain a lot. Yeah, I always, I know you're like, just now you got it? <laughs> <laughs> I think 
everyone's been expecting I, I think I think we all thought that you had it all this time. <laughs> I think it was him. Whoever it was, you were kind of like, oh, well, yeah, you kind of can't perform live. But, yeah, it, what interests me and... And, uh, and, they, and whoever it was said that they were still going to do, like, studio work and, and work on music, they just weren't going to perform it live, which completely makes sense. Well, yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I was just rambling on about Paul Simon. Like, I, I was going to be like... You know, it, it always seems like the people you haven't heard from in a while, the ones that are like, hey, by the way, we're, we're, uh, I'm, we're back. I'm, I'm retiring. This is going to be my last one. I'm like, where did you go? Where have, where have you been? You weren't already retired? Yeah. I'm like, I, I, <laughs> I thought you were done a long time ago, but you know, it's, I also don't follow him. So for all I know, he's been touring constantly and just said, you know what, guys, I'm fucking tired of doing this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop doing this now. But, and lastly, Incubus is performing at the Joint at Hard Rock Friday and Saturday, March 30th and 31st. Show start at 9 p.m. Tickets start at $51. Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. So I think that's going to do it for episode 260. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show by purchasing things from our affiliates, Amazon.com, Tickets.AccessVegas.com, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. You can buy merchandise from our store, Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas. You can get premium and exclusive content at Patreon.com slash 360Vegas. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And... If you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony should be returning to us next week. Oh, I miss my Tony. <laughs> they are off celebrating his lovely wife's birthday. Yes, they are. So they are taking a wonderful little vacation this week. So this week I'm not going to give him crap for bailing on us. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, miss, I miss him. I'm looking forward to having him back. Absolutely. And I'm sure I'm sure you are. And I'm sure the listeners are like, I am so tired of listening to just the two of these bicker. Let's get a third person <laughs> in here, please. Karen, where can people find you? I'm at Karen Mark. She just told you where you can find me. So until next time. Yeah.